right, we're on. Oh, it's the end. It's the end <laughs> of the series we're of covering. Of season two. Of, of season two. Of, of Dizzy for Dizzy. Dizzy, Dizzy for Dizzy. Wow, I can't, I don't even know our podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Uh, yeah, Horst Gelden is, everybody. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to our last episode of season two. That's right. Um, and the very last episode of Sinchal Kapama. Mm-hmm. Um, so Crazy. first, first, before we do anything else, I have to eat sure. my words from last week <laughs> because okay. on this podcast, I literally said, I'm going to participate and help in the hashtag, but I really don't think we're going to hit 8 million. And oh, but not only did we hit we 8 sure million, did. yeah, <laughs> we went above and beyond. I had at least beyond. one tweet. I participated. <laughs> <laughs> we had, okay, so someone, and darn it, I wish I had saved the thread now. Someone went through and actually went by the numbers and um, listed the top 100 accounts who had the most influence and reach in the hashtag wow. and we were like number 79 or something on the list oh like, wow yeah wow. so um we it was only like a it was less tweets than i thought because i was like crap i tweeted like all day long um Is but it, it was the retweets that get the engagement yes and that's what it was like i had only okay. tweeted like 115 original tweets but my the reach from our account by like retweets and people engaging in those tweets like that's what like counted um and yeah so i was like we made it like we were in the top 100 accounts that influenced i would have had no way of even checking that like yeah um so that was really cool to see but yeah we know how to check that i know i wouldn't either so but yeah they like laid it all out in this nice little thread and i was like oh my gosh um we're as far as i know we are still waiting for twitter to acknowledge it like well, I don't know if Twitter will because they're just going to be like, "What's what are those words? <laughs> I don't know. Send, send, sell. <laughs> they're not going to know. But it. the thing is, the Twitter comms account made a big stink about Game of Thrones breaking records. So I know. Like, but yeah. it's an American show. I, I guess I know. that's my – my mm-hmm. skepticism, my mm-hmm. pessimism coming out that <laughs> Turk DZ isn't going to get the recognition that it deserves. Right. And the fandom isn't going to get the recognition that it deserves because it's right. in another language. Right. So, so I hope um, that isn't the case. I, I hope know. they come out and say, wow, look at this Turkish show. This that is amazing. That happened to smash this record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So – yeah, I don't know what the official count wound up being because I don't know if it was measured from like midnight to – well, midnight our time to midnight our time because they released – I'm assuming it's in a 24-hour period. So from the time – they released the hashtag at midnight California time. So it was easy for me to go like, oh, from mid- we have from midnight to midnight basically to get this in. Okay. Um, but even so, all the, all the different counts, they all were above 8 million. None of them were exactly the same depending on which like counting – app company whatever but like mm-hmm. the somera which is it seems to be that's who turkey uses to track like couple hashtags and show mm-hmm. hashtags and all of that they their official numbers were over eight million so i was like wow. that's the only one i was worried about i was like that's the one i think that is gonna matter um because mm-hmm. i think it's like professional so to speak um okay. 
but yeah, so we did it. So I was like, and I said last week, if we happen to beat it, I will eat my words. So I was like, I need to make sure I eat my words this week because I should not have doubted the dedication of this fandom (laughs) because while it can argue and be at each other's throats over some things like stuff like this we definitely come together for so for sure (laughs) um but yeah so I wanted to point that out and then um I I think the rest I'll wait till the end I wrote it under housekeeping but I'll wait till the end um so yeah unless you have anything then I don't think so. We can kind of start um, talking about the finale. Um, yeah. Okay, so overall, how did you feel about it? It was fine, you know, just more of more of the the same. There mm-hmm. were some really funny moments. Um, and yeah, just kind of wrapping everything up. I thought as a whole it was a good finale because we got to see everything mm-hmm. tied up. Um, I think that... Yeah, I kept putting it off <laughs> because I just didn't want to have to watch the last episode. Yeah, there's but something about that. I knew, mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew I was going to have to. The, the funny thing is I did watch some of it live. Um, I had it yeah. on. Yeah, because you had it on just, in the background while you were working, right? <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, okay, I got to turn this off. <laughs> I had stuff I Too had much to of do. a distraction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know – I. Yeah, I would say all in all, I thought it was I thought it was a good finale and yeah. I appreciated I was telling you mm-hmm. via text message. Mm-hmm. We tried not we really didn't talk that much about the finale you guys because we, we, we we've did been it. saving it, but we yeah. did text a couple things just cuz we had to cuz we knew we were going to record later, so I was like some of this stuff I don't want to wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well and and I had told you, you know, this makes me more certain mm-hmm. that had Aisha been able to write the end of mm-hmm. EK, mm-hmm. we would have had justice for Duran. Sweet, yes. wonderful Duran oh. would have either stayed with Baloo or mm-hmm. found some other mystery man who she yeah. was able to run off into the sunset with. Because mm-hmm. the way that things wrapped up here with Ifair and with Melo, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. There you go. There's this. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about them. Okay. So like we are – I mean we touched on this last week because we were already given the hints. Well, and then, you know, the actual – we were given the hints that she was kind of feeling hesitant about Mm -hmm. her relationship with Barack. And um, I understood it more last week as she just wanted to be independent and carefree and right. while that was some of it, it was more clarified this week to me because then she was saying, it's not even that I don't believe in love. I'll, I'll never not believe in love. Like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. in love with love. You know, I think those were yes. even her exact words. But it doesn't necessarily mean that she wants marriage and settling down in the sense that she always thought that mm-hmm. she would. Um, and so – and when she does find it, she wants it to be this, like – she wants a spark. She wants those, mm-hmm. you know, she wants kind of like to feel that connection right away. And, you know, I I understand that. Like, sure. Um, and while I know that's not how every relationship starts, um, some do grow slowly or turn from a friendship into into something. Yeah. And there's I those are those are great and just as important. But mm-hmm. I also understand her desire for like, no, I just want to feel that thing right away, you know, mm-hmm. and to not have to 
constantly be thinking about the fact that like he used to have a crush on my best friend or like used to be you know Mm -hmm. and I yeah I am here for that yeah so and and it seemed I what I appreciated about their whole breakup was that it didn't seem like it was just one tiny little thing in middle Mm -hmm. it's like okay I'm done it seemed like it had been building and you know she she says something to him to the effect of or or to Ifair like I don't feel in love mm-hmm. like and she and she tells Burak mm-hmm. I love you very much mm-hmm. and and I think it was maybe a sort of a thing where she just maybe misunderstood her feelings for him mm-hmm. and yeah. she thought she was in love with him mm-hmm. but it was really just more that she loves him as a person but that doesn't necessarily mean. Or you might even be in love with somebody, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean you want to spend the rest of your life with them or yeah. that it would be a good idea to spend the rest of your life with this person. Right. So I was proud of Melo for kind of figuring out that whatever was going on between her and Barack just wasn't mm-hmm. going to work. And to say, look, the better thing for me to do in this situation is to cut the cord and mm-hmm. say, thanks, but yeah. let's move on (laughs) yeah yeah i agree um and i don't know you know and whether whether that was the plan the whole time or that was a decision made later on um i mean i I could see it either way because i could see it being a planned thing where it's like no because you know the melo we know Mm -hmm. this is what she wanted like Mm -hmm. and she was finally going to get it um, and then again, you know, and I, like I said, I think I made this clear last week, but the whole, like, sometimes once you get what you thought you've always wanted, mm-hmm. it's not what you thought. Yeah. Um, and so I like the idea of that being a planned thing. Um, yeah. but even if it wasn't like, I like that it was like, well, let's kind of read, you know, let's read the room. Let's, you know, whether it's the chemistry here just isn't it or, yeah, or whatever, you know, that led to it. I liked that it came I like that it came to the point that it did. And I I thought it was really cute that – I mean, the, the it was so silly, her swallowing the ring. But um, what well, was very dumb of Barack to put it in liquid. Like, I under, like I, you know, we used to work I at a know. restaurant. People would, like, have us put rings, like, on top of the cheesecake or, you know. Yeah, where it's very visible. <laughs> right. Where they're not going to bite into it or right. swallow it. But you've got Barack who's, like, pulling a knee hot – and yeah like putting the ring in not very good did karem tell him to put it there well he didn't that's like he just told him to be creative about it but he still was like oh stupid karem but okay that's why i was like he wasn't like put it in the lemonade he (laughs) was just basically like are you just gonna give it to her are you gonna like you know basically like do something like fancy and creative kind of a thing he did not tell him but unless our sub guy completely missed that too like sure which i doubt he did not say put it in the lemonade so (laughs) you know so yeah he pulls a knee hot putting it in like the it was in the those like not meat it wasn't meatballs but it was like that baked thing right yeah it was a oh from mefkebe in air kenjikush um anyways Either way, they both they Mefkabe winds up swallowing the ring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so Melo, yeah. you know, winds up in the hospital. But the doctor who removed it, because they wound mm-hmm. up sedating her so that it, it wouldn't hurt 
as they had to like yank it out up through her throat <laughs> um which then caused her voice to be like really funny which i thought was hilarious it made me think of when phoebe is sick on friends uh-huh. and she has like her sexy uh vo- singing voice yeah anyways um and the doctor is like, oh, hey, hi. Like, <laughs> we got the ring out. And then we find out that he, like, has seen her before because he goes to uh-huh. the cafe regularly. And he always wanted to talk to her. But she was always busy, you know, busy. Dr. And, Hakan. Yes. The same Hakan Bay. Hakan Bay. Um, that she was, you know, busy or talking with other people. So he never really got the opportunity. And then he realized that was probably a good thing because she's clearly engaged. Mm-hmm. And you know, and Malo- she's like, "No, actually, <laughs> actually, Doctor Hakan, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not engaged. Don't worry." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, then why did?" And she's like, "I just swallowed the ring." And he's like, "Well, why did you swallow it?" She's like, "Uh, perhaps I can tell you that whole story um, later." And he's like, "How about tomorrow at breakfast?" Like, um, or she says, "I'll tell you that story the next time you're at the cafe." Because mm-hmm. he's a right, you know, and that's when he's like, well, how about tomorrow at breakfast? And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, which then later on she realizes, holy crap, I can't have him come to the cafe. Like, Barack owns it. Like, I'm, right. you know, like, and it turns into this chaos of her trying to figure out his last name because she was just so, you know, uh, right, uh, star, starry-eyed over him that they didn't exchange contact info or anything. Right. Which they then wind up doing. And they're both just cutesy, awkward, flirty um uh-huh. and i thought it was so cute that she because when and she's in the middle of that when um ifair runs up and is like edda had the baby like so she gets all excited and Melo hugs everyone including this you know doctor <laughs> yeah. who she just met and then she's like i'm so sorry it's just that my dada just had a baby and blah, blah. and he's mm-hmm. like oh well then i'll come visit this dada too like he just <laughs> they're just really cute so yeah i loved that um mm-hmm. so i was really i was really happy with her story um yeah with her story wrapping well and then we find out a little more about ifair and you know ifair mm-hmm. has always been single we mm-hmm. we had the little stint of potentially alex but um that got that ruined in the 30s so way wild um, <laughs> which could have been really cute but yes and it started Milo, out very cute it really did it really did but she and melo are having a conversation and melo kind of asks her hey so what's the deal? Like, why – you're not – you don't have one foot in the grave or anything. You know, you're you're a young, beautiful woman. You're smart. You're you're fun. You're flirty. Mm-hmm. She's like, what's what's the deal? What kind of a man have you been looking for? And Ifer kind of bears her heart a little, and she tells Melo that she's always wanted somebody who would kind of fight with her and bicker with her, somebody mm-hmm. who could go toe-to-toe with her and – um and kind of have that passion yeah. between the, the two of them. Mm-hmm. and Kind of like Edda and Serkan have. <laughs> yes, yes, which I thought was was kind of cool and interesting that she like, she clearly likes that sort of dynamic between mm-hmm. two people, mm-hmm. um, that there's going to be a push and pull and not always just hearts and flowers, but there's a little bit of tension there. Yeah, yeah. And um, – after Edda goes into labor and everybody's, you know, descending upon the hospital and Edda gets one phone call out to, to Ifair and she uh, has her call Dr. Jank. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. 
after everybody's arriving, they're all injured. It's chaos. <laughs> I perhaps <have> to run <laughs> out. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Everyone gets to the hospital, not because they're actually trying to – only Ifair initially arrives because – Ifair and Melo because they're looking for Edda. Everyone else arrives because they've injured themselves in one way or, or someone else. <laughs> in yeah. one way or another, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it's all the whole mm-hmm. comedy of errors with everybody yeah. being injured now or sick or whatever. Well, Ifair has to run out to the car <laughs> as soon as she's as soon as they <laughs> followed her out of the hospital and they showed her running. I was like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> because then here comes a car and uh-huh. freaking runs her over. <laughs> but it ends up being Jank Bay, the mm-hmm. do- doctor, but she's. Ifer's never met this guy. She doesn't know who she is. And she's just pissed off at him because he ran her over. (laughs) I mean, understandably so. (laughs) Right, right. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I was in a beating him with her purse. My patient called me. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Let me, let me see. It doesn't seem broken. She's like, why are you touching me? (laughs) Yeah, hitting him. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But then he scoops her up. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he does. Clearly affected. (laughs) (laughs) But. They go inside. She finds out this is Ida's doctor. Mm-hmm. And then later on, after everybody's just been kind of sitting around waiting, because they're all there, but Ida is nowhere to be right. found. And God bless him for coming because, oh, yeah. He, you know, he fired her. But yeah. so, you know, know. God, God bless him for being like, all right, I feel sorry for you. You're in labor. Like, yes, I'll deliver You're your in child. Labor. I guess I'll deal with your uh-huh. insane uh-huh. husband. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, keep going. <laughs> but but they're all in the waiting room, the the whole gang, and he comes out and he just kind of tells them, "Don't worry, I'm sure if they were out in the middle of nowhere, they just went to the nearest hospital and right. everything's going to be fine. She's just having a baby." And they're all saying thank you and he zeroes in on her mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, so um once you come in back into the hospital after, like, how long do you have to keep that on? And she's like, oh, just for a week. Um, and he's like, well, after you after you get that taken off, come back and see me and I'll find more reasons to bother you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. Well, and she's like, what? And I love it because he basically says the same thing she said to Melo, right? About uh-huh. what he enjoyed. Yeah. Well, he says, yeah, he's like, he's like bickering with you. Gave me a lot of adrenaline. Yeah, like yeah, adrenaline. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, oh yeah. I, <laughs> I love it. And she's like all embarrassed. And um, uh-huh. yeah, so oh my gosh. She may potentially have a, we may have two doctors in the family. Hey, hey. An architect and then two doctors. Mm-hmm. So go Milo and I fair. I know. So I, yeah, I really liked the, the wrap up too to their stories Mm -hmm. yeah so should we talk about uh safety next yeah (laughs) because i really i i really his was like it made me sad but also i was like really happy and like proud of him you know like he wasn't just gonna stay being i i fair's life coach basically i mean mean, yes i don thank you I haven't. Yeah. I don't think I mixed their two names up in a long time. Oh, I know. Anyhow, um, yeah. What do you think he? Okay, 
do you think he wound up like what do you think he wound up doing because in the end uh-huh he's he's he takes the kids away it almost looks like he ended up as their nanny that yeah so i don't know if it was yeah. that or like because you know he says so many times like i can't leave edda like mm-hmm. you know at least until she gives birth so like we know and we know how much he's loved her from the from the beginning really um right so so i'm like did he like maybe part-time nanny for them while kind of doing his own thing because you know he's secretly rich as we learn right um, right i love and, that <laughs> me like, too i've been working for 20 does it say 20 years yeah he's like i've been working for 20 years not spending a penny and he Money basically <laughs> and his income is like that of a ceo basically yeah like <laughs> yeah yeah it made me wonder if he just kind of was gonna you know, kind of just live his own life mm-hmm. and maybe take time off, but maybe he does part-time nannying for mm-hmm. Ida and Serkan. Because the thing about if he were to work for them, they wouldn't need – they wouldn't be as dependent on him as Idon. Right. Idon can't even make coffee out of a machine, you know? <laughs> Pork him all day. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so she depended on him for everything mm-hmm. he cooked he cleaned he did all the grocery shopping he was her therapist like you just said he he was her gossip partner he mm-hmm. he did everything for her yeah and so i think even him just having a slightly less full-time job mm-hmm. would be a break for him and yeah would be better yeah or even just like i mean the you know because they does thank him like and i don't just Mm -hmm. mean for today like we could never possibly repay everything you've done for us um which is good because he has kind of made it clear that the family's never really fully acknowledged all the sacrifices he's made for them over the years yeah um i mean clearly he was well compensated for it but still um it's not as he said it's not really about money after a while you know um Mm -hmm. and he's got dreams so i could see it be see it being that i'm i i feel like it was probably left open-ended for a reason you know like right. kind of more murky but maybe it was just to even say like listen safey has his own life but he's still very much a part of the family yeah like that's you know true. and he yeah. comes to visit just like an uncle would or a brother right. or you know so i could see it even like that too like he's off doing his thing he's spreading his wings but he's still part of the bolot family um yeah, for just sure. Just not just not in a paid position anymore. So Sure. I yeah. I liked that because he definitely he deserved that. Um and I can only like I was thinking, man, he says he's been working for them for twenty years. So he's like been around. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be assumed that he's a little at least a little older than Serkan. Right. Because he would have been like fifteen when he started working for them. So maybe he was like eighteen or twenty or something, you know? Sure. Um and maybe Serkan, maybe he came along when um, Serkan was a little younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he's he's seen a lot and he's been through it all with them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he started when, I mean, yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe he was 18 when Idon first mm-hmm. started dealing with her agoraphobia. Yeah. And then he was there kind of as her um, personal companion. Mm-hmm mm-hmm so um yeah i was i was really happy with i was really happy with his conclusion but i i kind of loved that he was the only other one we saw in that final scene besides 
our main characters. So I don't know. I kind of loved that because he was – I mean, other than Melo, like, he really was, like, the original captain of our ship. Like, Oh, totally. You know? So (laughs) it was kind of cool to see him, you know, set sail with them, so to speak, Mm -hmm. for the end. Um. Uh, who you know we can we can let's talk about Karem. He wasn't super heavily in this episode. Yeah. Um. He he does leave. He kind of decides. Mm-hmm. Okay, after all this drama, it's not worth it. I'm not fit for private university. I'll figure out the public university thing maybe next year. Right. He leaves even without saying goodbye to anyone really, but Barack. Um. Mm-hmm. And he even warns. Uh, Kerem, like, uh, did you say goodbye to Edda? Did you even know she fell off a ladder? Which, I mean, was obviously an exaggeration. But, um, you know, but then once it's made clear, like, she's fine, he's like, well, then just say goodbye for me. Like, you know. But Edda's not having it. When she finds out he's gone, she's like, get your butt back here. I will take my very pregnant self and come hunt you down in those fields. Do not make me do that. And Karem knew that she was going to do that, too. Uh-huh. He, that's why he didn't want to say goodbye to uh-huh. her. Because he's too scared of her. Uh-huh. And he, so he's like, oh, crap. Okay. So he gets a plane ticket, hitchhikes the rest of the way because he couldn't even afford to, like, fly all the way back to, to Istanbul. Um, and she sets him straight, basically. Like, uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, no. Like, how much time have I invested in you? You're talented. You're this. You're that. So you are going to go to school. You are going to continue working. You mm-hmm. are going to – you you have a free house to live in. Get your butt back to Serkan's old house. Um, and we do kind of find out that he and Pina, who was not in this episode at all. Um, no. Yeah. Other than mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So – but it is mentioned like they're in contact every day. Her family is still right. kind of hesitant in sending her back to – the, the same, you know, to the university, but they're working on it and they right. seem to be in a good place. So, um, other than when he first called and was like, what do I, what business do I have loving someone like you? I'm running away. But I right. think we can just assume when he came back that all got like taken care of too. So, for sure. Um, so that kind of leaves us off, you know, with him. Barack just kind of fades out after the breakup. Like, <laughs> yeah, he comes to the hospital initially because he's bringing Melo for choking. But then he even he's I think he tells Angan or someone like, oh, he just, you know, he said to say goodbye. Like, um, yeah. and he's kind of gone. So there's not really any conclusion um, on yeah. him. But uh, I did love. OK, so Kimal and Idon. Well, Kimal first. He kind of has a big thing in the almost opening scene because Serkan, you know, and Edda go to the hospital to make sure everything's okay after she, you know. Right. I don't even want to call it a fall. fall. Yeah. (laughs) After she's caught. (laughs) After Serkan catches her in his arms. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I understand. She felt weird and was kind of like, wait a minute. Yeah, let's go. So cool. And Serkan was seemingly very understanding like uh-huh. he's like just don't do it again i'm glad you're okay and she's like i was expecting way worse than this thank you you understanding man i love you yeah but he's so calm <laughs> <laughs> but when they or get back yeah, the sarcon we know and love uh comes mm-hmm. back in spades when they get back to the yeah. house and he's like listen everyone we're all splitting up all eyes are going to be on edda at any given time we're going to do this in shifts you're going to mm-hmm. watch everything she does everything she eats 
all this stuff. And they're because of the fall, they're all in agreement. Like, yeah, we thought we just had Kiraz, but it turns out we have two kids. Like, yeah, you know, because every she, last one of them. Yeah. And she is so mad. She's like, <laughs> you all think you're going to control my life. Well, you've got another thing coming. And she just gets mad and she storms off because they're, mm-hmm. she feels like they're all ganging up on her. Yeah. And they're all just going to be watching her like a hawk. I mean, which they are. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So she's in a – she locks herself in a room and <laughs> she's working on her computer and there's a knock on the door. And she ba- – doesn't she say like, like, leave – Sarah Khan, leave me alone. Don't even mm-hmm. try to get in here. Something mm-hmm. like that. But it's Kimal Bay. I love. Did you love this scene? I. It's like the only one other than the final scene that I took screenshots of. I was like, this is this is a conversation or like a a bonding that I didn't realize I needed. I needed. Yeah. It was like the purest because he comes in and he brings her ice cream, and I mean he knows the way into. A Yildiz's, he Yildiz really does. Heart. He really does. So he and she's like, "Well, Serkan keeps inventory of all this. He's gonna notice it's missing." And he's like, "Don't worry, I'll tell him I ate it." And she's like, "You're my best friend. I have nobody else." Like, <laughs> and it's so cute. Um, so she takes the ice cream, and you know, he basically is like, "I know you're frustrated." You know, they're mm-hmm. talking a little bit, and he's like, "You know." Here's the thing, though. Do you understand why they're all concerning themselves with you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, because I'm an irresponsible pregnant woman. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're the one who b- brought them all together. You are the one who keeps them together. They need you. Like, she's basically the glue is what he's saying. And she says, is that true? And he says, yes, Idon told me that before you – Serkan barely spoke more than a few sentences to her. And she says, yeah. And she's all, although even right now, he is only opening his mouth to yell and get mad. But anyway. <laughs> and he's like, meaning at Idon. And she, he's like, but that doesn't even matter. Idon feels she's loved. Like, you don't get mad over something you don't care about. You know? Yeah. So even though, yeah, he's mostly annoyed with her lately, like, it's coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says – you know, Serkan's communicating with her one way or the other, and that's what matters. Yep. Before you, I believe he didn't really have quite the same relationship with his friends either. He was a very solitary man. She says, yes, at first he did a lot of things even for me to hate him as well. But it backfired. Mm-hmm. And Kimmel says, Ashk. And she says, Ashk, I'm in love with him so much. But he's become such an annoying man right now. <laughs> She's like, he's he's not like you. That isn't marriage. I Amen. Swear. Amen. I love him so much, but he's become such an annoying man. That is marriage in a nutshell. <laughs> like, so, I'm sorry. It's just so realistic. It, no, it is. Take away how much you love a person. Listen, but before you can't. You're like, I. what's wrong with you? Before I hit the record button, Ashley and I were just exchanging husband stories where it was like, we love them so much. But, and I'm sure other, I'm sure other wives can probably relate to this, but when yeah. like they go to a grocery store and you're like, oh, that's so sweet. They're helping me out. But then they need you to send like 
pictures of everything and what aisle it's in and what shelf it's on for them to find it and you're like oh my gosh and you're like you know I really appreciate this effort (laughs) but it's actually creating more work for me maybe I should have just done this instead of you (laughs) (laughs) excuse me oh my gosh so Uh, anyway sorry anyway no no that was a very good a very good and uh relevant segue (laughs) So she says, he's not like you at all. And she's like, um, meaning like, because he's being so kind and sweet. <laughs> yeah. And you're, so You're not annoying at all. You're Kim not Al-Bay. annoying at all, Kim Bay. <laughs> and so he's like, listen, if I can pick on you with the others outside, if I can sit down at the same table with Idon and my son, it's thanks to you. And he's like, what would we do without you? We're all around you like propellers spinning near the light or like a moth to a flame. And then she gets all, she's like tearing up, getting emotional. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh, did I say something wrong? Has your ice cream melted? (laughs) I love that. She's like, yeah. She's crying and he's like, oh no, did your ice cream melt? (laughs) And she's like, no, I'm just emotional. You're so sweet. She's like, Kiraz and Alp are very lucky. And mm-hmm. so technically, Kim all finds out before anyone else yeah, he's when the she first says one. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he d- he kind of doesn't say anything. He no. just lets it go. Yeah. And he says, this is your hormones talking, right? And <laughs> she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, okay, then it's probably best I leave you with them. And <laughs> so um, he gets up to leave. And then she's like, uh, my ice cream did melt. Can I get another one? And he's like, don't push your luck. <laughs> And it's it's really cute. So I yeah. I adored that. Um, mm-hmm. And so then um, she does wind up coming out afterwards after you know she cooling does. down a bit. Yeah. And that's when they announce the name for the baby. Yeah. And yeah. Idon, of course. Well, Go ahead. No. Yeah. And and I just thought it was interesting. Obviously, this is still. It's always going to be a deep hurt for Sarkhan mm-hmm. because you really see what – because he's like, oh, by the way, the baby mm-hmm. has a name now. And then he says it and it's almost like he can't handle mm-hmm. really getting into it with his mom because yeah. she turns to him and she's like looking at him and he's like, don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. It was Edda's idea. And it's it's just such a, such a symbol of – how how Edda really has affected them and mm-hmm. has done so much um, for that family yeah. despite all of the really, really difficult things that they've been through. And mm-hmm. so just to carry on the memory of his brother obviously means so much to to Idon and to Serkan, even though the Serkan we know how he is – that he's not really going to be able to express it necessarily. Yeah, I agree. Um, he, yeah, it seemed it seemed very him. Like, because he's not spoken very much about his brother. He does a little bit. Yeah, and obviously he shared things with Kiraz before he even knew that she was his daughter. He shared with Edda, but that's kind of a locked away part of his life. Um, so he, yeah. It made total sense that he was like, nope, don't look at me because then that means I'm going to get emotional about it too. And mm-hmm. it more or less I, – I feel like it explains his hesitancy um, last episode – was it last episode? 
Yeah. Right? Or episode I before? I think it was last episode. When they first – when she first brings up the idea, like, I think I found the baby's name. Mm-hmm. And he – I – obviously, I went into a whole dissertation about how I thought it was just his concern not wanting his son to carry the burden or the – Sure. The, you know, the burden of the past and maybe feeling like he needs to live up to a name. But with the way he acted at the table when I don't turn to him – Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, or maybe it was just like that was just too much of an emotional thing. And while Serkan has grown in many ways um, right. with that, yeah, maybe that one's still a little bit too much of an open wound. Sure. And it was like, oh, I can't get into that. Like, because yeah. you know, and so maybe that was more his hesitancy with it, mm-hmm. with the whole like, mm, we'll see. I don't know. Um, right. Because he knows how much, like what a big deal it would be. Um, right. So – I kind of changed my thought about – I kind of changed my thought about why he was hesitant after seeing this scene play out. I was like, oh, this actually kind of makes more sense. So um, – but yeah, it turns – it's just this whole lovely thing and Idon, mm-hmm. you know, goes over to Ida and basically is crying yeah. and Ida's like, don't get emotional with me because then I'm going to start crying and then I'm not going to be able to stop. But, yeah. you know, she basically expresses like, you and Sarah Connor are no different to me anymore like you're not a daughter-in-law like you're my daughter um and you know that's honestly the best we can hope for with this character that's been dragged through the mud and back um and essentially ruined for most of us um right so yeah i like that they're in a good place i like that um the last several episodes we've seen her kind of get a little bit of repercussions of like holy crap, I see what kind of a mother-in-law I was being now that I have mm-hmm. a mother-in-law like that. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> Yadigar still torturing Idon even off screen. I love it. Because she and Kemal have decided to just elope in Barcelona. And surprise, she uh. Yadigar is going to come with them <laughs> to be their witness. <laughs> and Idon, I'm sorry, but understandably, yes. flips her lid. Uh-huh. Who why would you want mother or mother-in-law to come with you on the honeymoon? I'm <laughs> Kimal Bay. <laughs> Do we need to have a talk, sir? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On when it's appropriate to bring Anejim along <laughs> <laughs> on vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, uh, what I thought was funny about that is they don't wind up eloping. She just wants to basically go to their equivalent of the justice of the peace to the marriage office and just gets married basically in the courthouse. Um, mm-hmm. And but she, and then they're sitting um, at like a restaurant or tea house kind of on the coast. And she's yeah. just explaining like this is what represents us, you know. Um, this is what's important. And I liked that. I liked that they didn't have – I mean, I would have liked the idea of them just eloping in Barcelona, just the two of them. I liked that idea too. Um, right. But I like what they wound up doing and it was just kind of this simple thing. Um, and yeah, that kind of wraps up their story. Other than we do find out later when she's already in stitches over uh, safety leaving, she, you know, is flipping out. She's upset. She's sad, which I understand all of that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, again, she's kind of only thinking of herself a little bit there. Like, right. And God bless Kemal for being like, you know, he he does deserve to spread his wings. And he tells him later, like, I do think you made the right choice. And um, 
you know, but what do I do? Because she's really upset. And Safie's like giving him tips like, well, you have to give her a couple drops of this sedative. And then like she'll calm down for a little bit. And right. Um, and then this one is when we find out Yadigar is going to – she's remodeling her house. So she needs somewhere to stay for the next four to five months. So, of course, he's like, you can stay with us. And he's like, no, right. how do I break it to Idon that my mother's coming back to stay with us for several months? And Safie's like, I'll handle it. Um, so he goes to tell her while she's in her, like, super sedated state, mm-hmm. which is – and we find out she's been, like, basically downing the whole bottle. So she's, yes. like, high as a kite. Um, With each stressful thing that uh-huh. comes, she's just taking more swigs. She's, like, taking it in shots <laughs> instead of drops. Um, so – I kind of like that we left off of, oh, yeah, Idon had to deal with her mother-in-law for another four to five months as her house right. was being remodeled. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I just, I thought that was very fitting. Like, we still got that last little, not jab, but, you know, like, like, haha, Idon, like, <laughs> you didn't get right? rid of her. <laughs> right. So, so, so good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, who else? No, there, not much happened with Erdem and, um, Pearl and Engin. It was no. not really much at all. Yeah, Just there wasn't really we, much to wrap up. I mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, Erdem ended up at the hospital with everybody because mm-hmm. he fell and then he's all mad about. Even though it's his fact fault. That he wasn't. Right, right. <laughs> well, then he's offended because he wasn't invited to Sarah Khan's birthday party. Yes. And he's throwing a fit about that. And Sarah Khan tells him, you know, nobody from the team was invited. And he's like, the team? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean the team? You know, I'm a bigger part of your life than than you're realizing. And why won't you just admit to it? And he gets all offended. So anyway, that's it, – it was mostly just – comedic mm-hmm. that was really their role in yes this final episode yeah um yeah because we kind of i mean Engen and pearl didn't really need to wrap up like the way i fair or Melo, you know did because it's like right. they we kind of know what's next for them like they yeah. just started you know the company which by the way what i'm like what is the new name like we never got the name of the <gasps> company so I'm like, it never, it was, everything's blank. Like, the, the art life sign that was behind them is just, like, blueprints, okay? Like, so we, we never, never got the new no. Name. So I'm like, okay, I wrote it, I wrote down somewhere Um, that I said, well, I hope it's called Dort Sandalier, four chairs. Yeah. Because, I can mean. Can we just pretend that. Can we just call it, it that? That's, Yeah. <laughs> other than the artist formerly known as art life um yeah yeah because i was like oh yeah there it is i wrote what's art life's new name at one point in a scene because i was like nothing there's no sign like even when they're remodeling the lobby and erdem put like slippery bathroom marble in the lobby for people to slip on like there's nothing saying what the name of the company is and they don't refer to it as anything other than the company when they are talking about work so I was like, was that on purpose or did something get cut? Like, because. I know. <laughs> so I'm like. Now I'm so curious. Mm-hmm. So I I named it. I named it Dort Sandalier because Dort Sandalier. Four chairs. It just seems. Yeah. It seems so fitting. Um, So I'm like, add that to our list of mystery questions. <laughs> 
Oh. Right? Like, where's JJ from? What did Fifi do for a living? Um, uh-huh. What is Art what is Art Life's <laughs> new name? We'll have lots of questions. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, it's just that was one thing I noticed. I was like, no, we never actually saw. We never we saw the name of it. That's a really good and, catch. I mean, I would want it. I think if it was just like a, uh, Edda and Sercon, then I think it would be cute to call it something like you know, the robot and the fairy, like, you know, something like the robot and the fairy. Um, right. But, but it's, it's also, like you need to include Ingen and, and Puddle. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, so they don't really need any wrapping up because, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of know what they're working the startup. They've got their kid. Like, so we kind right. of know what the future holds for them. Um, yeah. So, although I was a little bummed, we, the only – John's not in this episode at all until the very end with the big hugging collage. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just there when they're doing the big old thing at the very end right before the epilogue. So, um, yeah. I was like, oh, I would have adored some more little John and Kira's action. But I did I did kind of like where they decided last episode they're going to get married when they grow up. Yes. Not right now because they'll have to stop playing and having fun. And like- right. <laughs> And they should just do it when they have to, when they're older and they have to make money. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, um, it's it's really just Edser now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we covered everything. Yeah, I mean the first, the first, um, like several, well, more than half of the episode is mostly just Edda evading everyone. And yeah. trying to just eat what she wants while she works. And, and not be watched. And not like be watched. By mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. And Sarakon chasing after her because he knows exactly the places she would go to hide. Um, yes. And those are we all very get... cute interactions. Yeah. And like we get a really cute moment where um, Eda is reading while Sarakon is finishing up his work. And mm-hmm. he realizes that this new project is going to be taking a lot. But she tells him that she talked to Ingen and Pearl and they're going to both be taking two months off for parental leave after they have the baby. And there's just a cute moment when she tells him, you know, I'm already thinking, um, let me, let me find it. Because I think Sarah, does Sarkon? Well, he's kind of like, sh- do, like, should I oh, have regretted? Like, was this a bad idea? Pearl and I were so excited about this Netherlands job because it's one we've wanted right. for a long time. But there was a whole thing. Even Angan was like, what the heck? I thought we weren't taking giant jobs like this. The whole point was for us to be a smaller, you know, company mm-hmm. where we have more time for our families. Like, this is going to be a big project. But it's one they've wanted for a long time. So it's kind of like, c- can we really pass this up? Like, um, right. so he starts to maybe think about that some more. Like, oh, crap. Did we bite off more than mm-hmm. we could chew with this? Right. Yeah. So she's like – Here's the deal. You can work on this project until I have the baby. Mm-hmm. And then we're taking time off. Yeah. And you're going to back away and you're going to take two months with me of parental leave. Um, and they just start kind of talking about the baby. And he's uh, – she's Sarkon is listening to music. And he's like, hey, why don't – here, I have an idea. You put this in and uh, let's have – Alp listen to one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So um, they're listening together and Edda just tells him, I hope he plays the guitar and piano like you do. Mm. And he's like, I'm dreaming such beautiful things about him. 
He's like, you really changed my life, Ida. You gave me everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most, be- the most beautiful of all, you've built such a beautiful family for us. <sighs> and she's like, you gave me more than what I ever dreamed of, Serkan. And they have a little kiss and it's just really cute because yeah. he feels her belly and the baby's kicking and doing somersaults. <laughs> and it's just a really, really sweet moment that we get. We get several little sweet moments between the two of them. But um, that's that was one of the ones I really liked for this episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, sorry, I have to answer. Sorry, you guys, I'm answering a text. I apologize. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Um, anyway, sorry. So, um, we we got a lot of scenes like that, like you said, like even when he comes and picks her up at the cafe. You know, mm-hmm. and they have this cute little bickering session. And yeah. he's like, Edda, what like, the heck am I going to do do with you? How am I yeah. going to handle you? And she's like, you haven't, deal with you. She's like, you haven't been able to deal with me since day one. Get used to it. Like, since the day yeah. you met me. She's like, so give up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, or like, what'd she say? Like, because she does say something like about him loving her or something like that. Or like, are you not going to love me? She Yeah, she, she's like, just love me. That's all you have to do. Yes, there you go. Just love me. That's yeah. how you deal with me. And he's like, I'd have to be a stone not to love you. Of right. course I love you. But and I it, think he's like, but you could maybe give me some advice. Yes, yes. <laughs> maybe give me some pointers. <laughs> yeah. But she just winds up being crazy because she's like, what's with this slow service? This is my aunt's cafe. Like, do you not know who I am? And she's ordered, like, more food, even though there's, like, enough to feed right. an army at the table. Well, and, and then they're talking about the pro- – he tells her about that project um, in the Netherlands. And she's all excited. And she's like, you know, I'm just so proud of you. Like, yeah. You just you're, – you're so amazing. Amazing. And she's like, I just admire you. Well, because she says, like, you're going after your passions, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's like, she's like, that's something that I always appreciate about you that, you know, you always talk about not reigning in people's passions and, and you're going after your passions. She's like, so, Serkan, let me go after my passions. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I ordered dessert. And he's like, no, <laughs> you're not. And she's like, no, don't. He's like, come on, we're leaving. She's like, no, no, no. Holla, holla. <laughs> she starts screaming for her aunt. He's like, don't scream. You're not you're the making only pregnant woman on yeah. the planet. <laughs> oh my god i love that yes and i can relate my passion is food also oh yes (laughs) yeah trust me you don't need to be pregnant just for for that um oh my goodness yes so like i really did enjoy a lot of the again just like we got to see so much domesticity between them this season like that we'll probably never get in a dz again at least not to this extent like right I wonder how many DZs do you know? And I'm not talking about ones like – because there are ones where you start out with a married couple or whatever. But like there are right. – things are terrible between them. Like, you know – Right. They usually hate each other. Right. They, right. They get married at gunpoint or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you by his ash. <clears throat> I know. Um, like I don't hate it. <laughs> yep. So I'm not talking about that. But I mean like how many shows do you know that like they got married in episode – 45 six um mm-hmm. and like they've and had we still got all this time right yeah. we did not we got another like seven episodes basically of them just 
living life together and tackling yeah. stuff together. Um, Not two minutes at the end of the series. Right. So, yeah. you know, yeah, we don't get that a lot unless there's going to be yet another wrench thrown in, you know, right. to tear them apart one last time to yes. finally get back together in the finale. Um mm-hmm. So I've just really enjoyed seeing the culmination of that, although I will always prefer, like, angst and the buildup, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I still think it's really cool that we we got all of all of this. Um, yeah. Seeing how sure. far we've come. So and we just got a lot more of that until we basically get another time jump for another four months mm-hmm. um, so that it's basically near the end of her pregnancy. She's due in a week. Um, they're, the house is getting packed up because they're officially moving into their new home after all the renovations and Kira's got to decorate her own room and, um, you know, she's super excited for her brother to come and, um, and so, um, you know, um, what does she do? Oh, they're doing like prenatal yoga type stuff (laughs) and, um, what, and it's a little tense because, it is just on edge <laughs> and um at one point when when the yoga girl leaves she's like yeah i think you're ready for birth everything's fine you're good like see you later um you know we sarkhan helps her up and he kind of makes a comment or like a oof like as he's trying to help her he up says and, wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she's all what wow <laughs> yeah yeah um so good so it was really cute but we also got a little bit of a um what was the whole point of the scene that i liked oh when i friend melo show up because they're like instead of between leaving this house and moving into the new one that's almost ready they won't be able to move in until right. tomorrow so they're gonna stay at a hotel tonight but they're like why don't we keep kiraz's routine the same we'll take her yeah because they're like you know we can get her to school and all that and then you two can just like enjoy the night Okay, cool. That's all set. But Melo is like, um, in each day, like, I've just been thinking about that time that you called me sister-in-law. And she's like, would you do it again? And he's like, he kind of smiles and he's like, Baldas. And so then Ifair is like, okay, how about Hala Jim? And he's like, Ifair Hanum. And Melo's like, ha ha, I win. <laughs> she's like, we have a closer relationship. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I I just thought that was I I loved that it was really cute yeah um, yeah so she finishes her like breathing exercises with uh, Pembe Hanum and she tells Serkan I don't want to go to let's not go to the hotel let's go to the mountain house mm-hmm. because she just wants to spend the night with him and go to the mountain house and be in the outdoors and um, so they he's telling her no in the scene but of course. The mm-hmm. next scene, they're driving and mm-hmm. they're heading to the mountain house. Which is classic Ed Sarah, just like when she wasn't, quote, allowed to go on the hike in Antalya. And then the next scene, she's on the hike with him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What was one of the other – oh, the stairs in episode one when he's like, yep. oh, no, we're taking the elevator. And mm-hmm. then they're climbing up 15 flights of stairs in the next scene. So yep. it's nice to see some things never change. Yep. <laughs> but apparently Serkan has lost his sense of direction because he made a wrong turn mm-hmm. and I he he clearly was distracted because they're kind of bickering in the car. Right. And as they're bickering about uh birthing pools and drums and flowers <laughs> in, in the birthing water. Yeah. He's distracted and he misses a turn, 
Well, because he misses that turn, they end up severely lost. Mm-hmm. And Which they're... I have to point out, I'm sorry, in one of the scenes, it, it's very clear they're just somewhere where there's trees because you can see all the city buildings behind them. Oh, I, I totally noticed it on my it. second watch. And it's just in one particular scene when they're driving along like a fence line and you're like, okay. there's all the buildings of Istanbul right there. Like, so they're clearly like not in the mountains or lost. But right. I mean, obviously we got to do what we got. It just made me the laugh. magic of DZ. Yes. It just made me laugh because obviously it's an editing thing. They just didn't cut that part with the buildings out. But right. it just made me laugh because they're, you know, lost in the wilderness. And Okay. Like, that's funny. It's like a stone's jump from to the – to the city <laughs> right anyway sorry yeah so he's he's lost he's making all these turns <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so um then of course the car breaks down and mm-hmm. they have to stop and edda is being a backseat mechanic i didn't know what what else to possibly call that oh but... like an armchair quarterback <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. she probably does Not a backseat more. driver but yeah but she well, does know more. <laughs> but then she starts trying to help and he's like, don't start trying to help me because you and your Amja. <laughs> and then, and then she's, she's like, like, don't talk about like, <laughs> Don't talk about Jeep Amja. It, I miss him. I miss him. He was with me for so many years. <laughs> so they're just driving each other crazy because uh-huh. she's like, oh, well, you should have done this. And then he burns his hand and she's like, hmm. Uh, I wonder why you did that. Sorry, I'm with Ada on that one. I would have done the same exact thing. Well, they're bickering and being at Sarah, and her water breaks. Yes. <laughs> and Serkan is like about to pass out because he's like, oh, oh, okay, 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 breathe, breathe. And they just totally start freaking out. They try to, they are able to make the one phone call to iFair. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just yelling at her to get into the car and they have to go and he's able to fix whatever was happening with the car mm-hmm. miraculously. But he, do you notice once he gets her in the car and I and God he's walking bl- back to the other side? Yes. Like this is the kind of stuff that I appreciate about Karem so much. Because it's Be- so Serkan. It's absolutely Serkan that he like starts to move and then realizes the puddle of li- liquid is there. <laughs> <The> fluid. <laughs> And he like darts around it very quickly to avoid stepping in it. I noticed that I was cracking up when that happened. So oh good. That because was like the best. Sarkhan would be like, I'm not getting that in my car. Sarkhan Bolat would never put put birthing fluid in his car. Um <laughs> So I just – I know it was, like, such a little thing, but I was, like, it was so funny because he's, like, Ugh, and he, like, yeah. <laughs> like walks the yeah. extra way around it. Oh, my gosh. It was the perfect little Sarkhan. Yes. It was the perfect oh. Sarkhanism. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways. So they're trying to drive, but there's no signal, and her birthing pains start, which I'm, like, she must be having a fast labor – if she's our, I mean, hey, again, that's a pretty typical thing with a second dryer, kid. I'm told also dryer logic. Dryer. Well, yeah, like that. She goes from her water breaking to like contractions, being, fully dilated. <laughs> well, yeah, in like potentially twenty minutes, right? You know, it's yeah. just very, very fast. Um, anyway, 
because they're but they're also lost Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they're they're still lost so i totally get it (laughs) yeah Uh, because they got the car started again but there's no signal they don't know where they're going well she's it it does basically like you need to get me somewhere to have this baby Mm -hmm. like i've done this before and i know how this goes (laughs) and we got unless you want me to have this baby in the car you need to Mm -hmm. We need to get somewhere secluded so I can – Yeah. We can take care of this. Um, (laughs) I have to say, after he – after they pull up to that spot Mm -hmm. and he, you know, he grabs her, takes her out, and he's, like, going back and forth to the car. (laughs) (laughs) This scene when she grabs his face. Yes. <laughs> She's like, Serkan, this baby is coming. I can feel it. I've done this before. You you have to be with me. We're gonna do this together. I was laughing so hard. Honestly. At the close-up perspective and his face. His is face is all smushed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't think that because I saw screenshots of that from the fragment, mm-hmm. and because she's got like tears in her eyes, I thought it was going to be like this like really dramatic scene mm-hmm. where she's like, "I'm having a baby," mm-hmm. and but, so I was not expecting it to be so hilarious. And when I started watching it, I was dying. It well, and then he's like checking his own pulse because he's freaking <laughs> out. And she's like, listen, you've read approximately one million books on this. Like, you're literally probably more you've qualified than the doctors to give to help me give birth. Like, yeah. so put it put that education to use now. Like, uh-huh. And then she's like, I want an epidural. <laughs> yes. And he's like, sweetie, you, you wouldn't even get that even if we went to a hospital right now because you're too far progressed. Like, and she's oh. like, don't talk to me like you're a doctor. Uh-huh. Talk to me like you're my husband. And he's like, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You're an Amazon woman. Look at you doing this in birth. You're screaming with the animals in the forest. Like, it's so. It was just such perfect chaos. Yes. And I really appreciated that it ended up being what neither of them planned. Yes. Because they had their whole war of where she's going to have the baby and in a hospital, no, in a birthing pool. And it's like, no, neither of you suckers gets what you want. This baby is being born in nature. <laughs> right under the giving tree. Um, so, oh. yes. So, you know, and they do a good job of it's like it's chaos, but they're doing this. You know, he's mm-hmm. helping her breathe through it. And then, like, the moment things get real for him because he's like, Edda, I feel his head. Like, mm-hmm. he's coming. and. Yeah. And again, I haven't given birth. I have been in three labor rooms while women mm-hmm. have been giving birth. Um, and I got to say, I'm, I mean, other than the fact that this baby came out squeaky clean and all this other stuff, obviously yeah. that's just what's going to happen. Um, I feel like Honda did a pretty good job of like mm. the pain on her face and like the, you know, um, I don't know. I just liked – the way she was portraying, like, I believed that she was in pain. I believed that she was like, yeah. okay, keep it together and help me keep it together. Come on. Like, you know, I just right. – I thought they did that really well. And I, But I also can't help but thinking, like, what was it like to shoot that, knowing this was all completely fake? Like, did they just right. get into giggle fits and have to, like, right. reshoot it several times? Like, is there a behind-the-scenes, you know, blooper reel right. of that? Right. Um, especially well, with his, like, face being squeezed. Like. <laughs> There was one. There was one shot. 
there was one shot and I was like, oh, his hands are up there. Like, yes, if this, if they were not, yes! if they were not together okay. in real life, I yeah! feel like that could have potentially been super awkward. <laughs> but I, and I was like, I mean, I guess good for them that they're obviously very comfortable with each other yes but he's like all right my hands are all up in your yeah, is it when it's it's when yeah because it's like when it pans back and he's like the baby's yeah, like coming up but he's got his hands way up there <laughs> like, like oh because <laughs> um, yeah there wasn't actually a baby head yeah. <laughs> but i mean Obviously, mm-hmm. if that's your spouse, that right. that wouldn't be an issue right. at all. Right, but right. But for the purposes of a TV show, I was just thinking, like, that could be really – like, that uh-huh. has the potential, depending on co-stars, yeah. to be very awkward. And I was uh-huh. like, I mean, they're together in real Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. So, um, but yeah, then once Alp actually arrives and the mm-hmm. whole – you know, tone changes and it's emotional and he's like, look how beautiful and perfect he is. And mm-hmm. Ed does overcome with emotion. And um, I thought it was really – obviously, it was a very quick switch, but as it would be from utter right. chaos to then just this, like, happy, joyful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was – yeah, that was great. I loved that, you know, he leans over and kisses her forehead and yeah, then um, – we, you know, we we did get we went back and forth between this whole scene and then the crazy chaos at the hospital with everyone else, right. um, which we kind of touched on a lot of that already. But um, mm-hmm. I basically like when they do all find out that Edda gave birth, um, that it's like okay, we can kind of all dissipate then because you know that the yeah. the big part already happened, um, right? And we'll just have to go back to the house to see the yeah. baby. Yep. So we get over, which what I assume is probably like at least a couple days later, I would imagine, because Edda's just walking around like it's nothing in her cute little. Okay, but like they're all wearing the same clothes, Kristen. I think it's supposed to be the same day. Stop it. No, they're not. Are they wearing the same clothes? Pirtle is wearing the same dress. Uh, Kiraz is wearing the same clothes. I'm, I think it's supposed to be the same day because I was the same. I'm like, oh, she's just prancing on out. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm telling you, Kristen, I think it's supposed to be the same day. <laughs> you know what's funny is like, may, um, oh, you're right. They are. But you know who, what's funny? Um, uh, like Sarkon and, and Edda are in different clothes. Everybody I else mean, is in the same Edda clothes. Though. So it's going to have changed <laughs> after birthing a human <laughs> in a white dress. She's just in another <laughs> white dress, though, with flowers on it. Um, but no, you're right. Everyone else is in the same clothes. I did not even think of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, she's all – Edda's all cute and back down to being skinny and walking yeah. normally and <laughs> – and her hair is all, all, all cute with a hat. With hat. <laughs> I'm oh like, oh, okay, gosh. cool. I guess this is six-minute dryer logic because it's the same day. You okay. can have a baby and then have everybody over. Listen, that it does like make – Like they wouldn't have gone to the hospital to get the to baby me. checked out. Right. And, you know, no big deal. Right. Especially yeah. with Sarkon. There's yeah. no way he wouldn't have allowed that. No. So – He just gave – he just – his son was just born in the dirt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like, okay, now we're going to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. 
I did not even notice that. But yeah, yeah. Idon and Kamal are both in their matching little picnic tops. That's uh-huh. what I was calling those like plaid <laughs> things they were wearing. Um, anyhow, well, so okay. miracle it's birth, fine. yeah. Miracle. Hey, <laughs> miracle we've di- recovery. <laughs> we've dismissed a lot, a lot less believable things. Very so, true. Very true. In other DZs. Um, so it's cute though, you know, it's just everyone gathered together, all mm-hmm. happy, and you know, it's very sweet. We get a couple of sweet little kisses between Edda and Serkan and yeah. all the hugging, and then we go to the epilogue. Um yeah. you know, which is obviously a couple years later, which I'm glad even though it would have made logical sense to get someone to be Kiraz in a couple mm-hmm. years. I'm glad they didn't because I was like, that's the Kiraz we love. Like, I don't care if it doesn't make sense that she's the exact same size, (laughs) even though her brother – like, I'm happy they didn't just get, like, an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old or something, you know? Um, Totally. But that little baby, toddler, who plays Alp, is Mm -hmm. so stinking cute. That kid – oh, my gosh. Um, And again, like, just looks like a little Hyundai. Like, props to casting. Like – Yeah. Um – you know, and so I really loved it. They're walking along the dock, which I'm almost positive is the same dock that John and Sanem got married on. I think I so. I mean, it's probably a it's probably a popular DZ filming spot. I'm sure but, it is, but my sentimental heart loved that. Yes, and we kind of got similar, like, I meant to put a side-by-side and I forgot, but, like, those ending shots where, like, mm-hmm. Serkan's standing behind Edda and holding her, we have a very similar one of John and Sanem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, it, I loved it. Um, so Edda, um, do you have do you have um, her final narration I of do. of the last scene, which I loved because I'm gonna I then do. when you're done, I'm gonna read the one from the first episode. I went and okay, I went because they're her. parallel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, this has to be parallel to the first episode. Yeah. Okay. So I went and got it. So the family's walking out. They're all in all white because, of course. And she says, dreams, lives, life sometimes gets, ooh, life life sometimes gets before you with more beautiful, more real surprises than dreams do. (laughs) Sometimes you create your own luck. No matter what happens. You need challenge. You need to not give up, to not lose your hope. This man who I used to hate once upon a time, my love, my heart, my spouse, Ser Bolat. I'm glad I knocked on his door. I'm glad he opened his heart to me. <laughs> now a long life full of surprises awaits us with our daughter and our son. Our fairy tale continues on from here. Three apples fell from the sky. One for the teller, one for the listener, and one for me, and sorry, and one for the one who lives. And then Safie comes and gets the babies, mm-hmm. and then we get the reversal oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> of the end of tw- 12, yes? I'm like- 11. Mm-hmm. 11. See, mm-hmm. good grief. I can't Well, it's not actually, numbers. it's actually a direct parallel from episode 12 when they're- looking at the stars because okay. his love because his love confession in 11 is just saying he's madly he's in love with her but in love with you but yeah. she doesn't say it back until 12 in okay. that sweet scene when they're about to go look at the stars so it is from 12 right. technically so it's edda who's mm-hmm. who tells serkan i'm madly in love with you serkan bolat 
And then he says, "Our feelings, the our feelings are mutual, madam." And then they kiss, and then I. <laughs> and cried. that's the final scene. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, it was so good!" Like, ah, oh, the honestly, the perfect final scene. Like, mm-hmm. and the dialogue for it. Yeah. Um, you know, because in the opening, this is the closing scene of the finale, and the opening scene of the premiere says, "Life is full of surprises." It's in your hands to make them the most beautiful. I create life through my through flowers, friends, and books. Ever since my mother became a florist, I've known all the flowers by heart. My only goal is to be a landscape designer. And I did. Ever since I lost my parents when I was in elementary school, I spent um, all my strength studying. Every class, every school, I graduated with scholarships and awards. I didn't notice this, by the way, the first – I've seen episode one, I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. When I was taking the screenshots for this – she has a certificate from Art Life with her scholarship info on it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I mean, it's it like in sense. the back. Yeah, it's in the background. Um, in the last year of my studies, I received an offer from Italy. My life was going to be wonderful. Immediately after graduation, work would be guaranteed. Italy, wait for me. Italy, here I come. Or so I thought. So then she says, in my dreams, Italy. In my life, petunias <laughs> something went wrong very very wrong in my life everything was going well but because of one man <laughs> one man this man this evil terrible man <laughs> i will not be able to graduate um the only option in life for me was a career but i didn't i didn't get it um now i'm now i'm a florist on that day the only reason I'm in this situation is because of the man who stole my dreams. This handsome, insensitive, shameless, heartless. And then it pans over to Sarah Khan getting down from the plane. And she says, actually, I prefer to tell my stories from the very beginning. I'm Edda Yildiz. This is Sarah Khan Bolat. Three apples fell from the sky. One, one for those who live. One for those who tell the story. And one for those who listen. Hmm. So, and then that's that's where her narration ends. Okay. So, and then the only time we hear her narrate again is now. And that's yeah. the final line of her narration there. So, yeah. I was like, I have to go back and watch that now because I love that it begins and ends with her telling this whole story of everything yes. that happened. Um, yeah. So, it was fun, too, because um, – We've been getting a lot of tweets from people, which this is just so stinking sweet, who are like, oh, my gosh, I've been going back and listening to early episodes of the podcast, like, uh, from Central mm-hmm. Kapama, and people were pointing out, like, someone listened to episodes two and three recently, and they were like, your early podcast episode predictions, like, you predicted he would buy her a star, you predicted um, oh. that he would save that forget-me-not that she dropped, you predicted um, – what else was it? She said something else. But I was like, how funny? Because honestly, I know we say this stuff, but mm-hmm. a lot of this is well over a year ago. Oh, yeah. I Like, I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember all of it. So she said – you asked me what my early predictions were, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I was laughing listening. too because when I was driving back home from LA yesterday, I played our episode one podcast – Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, all right, I just want to be able to compare and contrast some stuff, and yeah. I was laughing because we totally like pegged Puddle for like a villain. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and that was very wrong. We even kind of questioned Angan a little bit about the scholarships because he looked all shady when like. Sure. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh my gosh, we could not have I been more wrong. I love how at the beginning of any DZ, you're like, uh-huh. who's the villain? <laughs> Are they all villains? <laughs> Oh my gosh. And it was it was nice to be back in a time when we didn't hate Celine with every ounce of our being. Yeah. Um when she was more layered and How nuanced. How naive we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and oh my gosh, I in episode 1, I was like I don't care whatever DZ deities we have to sacrifice to. Please, please let Aisha finish this DZ. Oh. And while we did not get her for the entire time, Right, we she did still got to finish it. We did get that wish, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, we did, um, we did." And then you, I don't, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about this," and you were the one that found this. And even in the episode, I was like, "Holy crap!" And if anyone does want to listen to it, it's like a little after the one hour mark of Senchal Kapama episode one. But um, we Apollo, we you know in in um, Antalya is when we hear the story of Apollo. Yeah. From Edda telling Sarkon, that's not the first mention of a that's not the first hint of Apollo in the series. And you found it in episode one. So it, and oh, I completely forgot about this. So <laughs> she's taking care of that sick violet and he is okay. obsessed with Jasmine tea. So you did a dive on both violets and jasmine. I and did. Yes, you did. And the violet was like it, there was the mythology that um, one of Artemis's maiden uh, uh, nymph friends, the ones that are all pledged to be um, maidens forever, right. fell, she and Apollo, her brother Apollo, mm-hmm. fell in love, and so to like to keep her, like to keep Apollo from being able to like basically take her, she turned mm-hmm. this girl into a violet. Oh, and like I mean that's just the gist. You go into it a little more deeply, but. Okay. So people can listen to that if they want. Um, How funny. But I was like, that was our first hint that, like, Apollo was going to play a role. It wasn't episode five. And, like, but even by the time we got to episode five, I don't think either of us made that connection (laughs) that you had already basically explained that. Um, See, this is the the stuff, like, like from the beginning of of this show. And it's it's so interesting. I've I've read two – Re- rewrites mm-hmm. of uh, mythology recently. Mm-hmm. I read um, Circe and mm-hmm. uh, The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. They're mm-hmm. both very good in case mm-hmm. anyone's interested. They're really interesting takes on mythology. Are they both by her? They're both by her. They're yeah. both by her? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but just, you know, even in like doing the research, mm-hmm. I have never been super familiar with uh, any mythology oh, same. as far especially like Greek mythology I know mm-hmm. that's kind of the most common um, or the most well known at least probably in America mm-hmm. and doing the the dive into this with this show really showed me how linked so many mythologies are yeah. and even like all the flowers like Narcissus mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now with this one and so there are so many links with like stories of plants and stars and different things and just how that was all woven in from the start into Mm -hmm. this story and you know that's just one of the many reasons we really fell in love with it is Mm -hmm. the little those little extras and i feel like we saw the start of that Mm -hmm. with 
Arakenji Kush with yeah. the stuff with Artemis yes. and Orion. And this really felt like Aisha was able to dive a lot deeper with those things yeah. in, in this show. I agree. Well, like, and I think even, I don't even really, EK was our first, like, I think most, it's how most people probably first even discovered Aisha. Like, right. Uh, well, maybe maybe Senchal Kapama is. I think Senchal Kapama blew up a yeah, little more than EK more did. But, yeah. um, but how a lot of us. I'll say maybe not most of us, but a lot of us met met her, quote, met her through EK. Yeah. But you and I, I don't even think at that time we really fully realized how deep the symbolism went. And so no. I think if we were to go back and rewatch the series, mm-hmm. our our podcast episodes would sound very, at least the for the episodes that she wrote, would sound very different. Yeah. Um, Because I think we started really paying attention to it in the 40s when she came back. But I even think there's probably a lot we missed in the early episodes. Um, I'll bet we did. And I'll bet there were a lot of parallels of mm-hmm. myth- mythologies and what was happening with John and Sanem. Mm-hmm. Like with the whole Artemis thing, with the whole And the Orion two brothers. Thing, uh-huh. The two brothers. Yeah. So I'm sure, like, yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there's stuff we missed that we could have predicted that that where where the storyline would go. Yeah. If we knew those mythologies, yep. if we knew those stories, where it'd be like, oh, if, oh, they're referencing this, mm-hmm. then they're totally going to break up or this is totally going to happen or this brother is uh-huh. going to do this kind of a thing. Yeah. Yep. So it just it's kind of cool to see just how much even like we've grown in that and like the way we've kind of learned to really take note and notice mm-hmm. things and how to look yeah. for those little Easter eggs and hints. Um, for sure. I mean, my I mean, I own like three or four books on mythology now, two books about the language of flowers, none of which I would own if <laughs> if it weren't for this. Right. Um, even Madonna in a fur coat, like mm-hmm. um uh, Kafka's Letters to Milena. The Little Prince. All those. And, yeah. Like we've been collecting yeah. copies of The Little Prince now. Um, and even though I read it years ago, I mean, I don't really – I feel like a lot of people have can say they've probably read it at least once in their life. Um, like to see the – to really see what kind of a, a story it really is, like mm-hmm. it's just crazy like how much – more we've gotten out of it yeah and really been able to be like whoa like look at the messages really being told in this right. in this story like it, yeah and it's just crazy all all because of a dizzy um i know so yeah like it was just that was just really cool like listen like i had a lot of fun actually listening to our first episode because i was like oh my <laughs> gosh like it was fun to know like every prediction we were making was a real prediction we didn't yeah we weren't 30 episodes ahead already watching knowing what was coming um, right and yeah so like i don't know if this feels i know it's like, crazy it's the end of an era like <laughs> it, i mean it is it really it is. is um so so this is yeah this is second season mm-hmm. um we will be back. Don't worry. We will be back. Oh, I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to tell people. Um, we were – I'm not sure about how – we'll be on a break for a little bit. Nothing – I mean, it won't be like crazy long. But right. we'll take – we're going to take a few weeks off. Um, mm-hmm. And But I was thinking we could even do a couple of like smaller episodes 
maybe even like live episodes because like I was thinking it'd be fun if we could get a new round of love stories from everyone who's willing to share their love story, maybe their grandparents' love story, their parents' love story. Um, I feel like we we could get whole new ones Yeah, the Central Kapama fandom. Yeah. So I think that would be really fun if you guys are willing to do that. And I'll put a call out on our social medias for this too once we publish this episode. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just to email us your – your love stories um because yeah. if we get enough of them we can read them and share yeah. them with the world because who i mean i think we all watch this show because we love love so yeah um we've got that common thread so i think it would be really fun um to maybe do a love stories 2.0 because mm-hmm. we had so much fun doing the one we did back in season one um yeah of the podcast and um, that could even be fun to do like on YouTube live, like read love stories and like chat with our totally. listeners in the in the comments. Um, and maybe even like a Q&A if you guys have questions for us, like mm-hmm. send those our way too. If we get enough of those, like we could do a little mini episode just answering your questions because I know a lot of you um, – we've done Q&As before, but they were all during like the EK days. And I think we've right. met and gotten to know a lot of new and different people who maybe necessarily – didn't weren't around then or didn't um listen to those episodes so um i thought those yeah, would, be, would be fun to do a couple couple yeah just a couple episodes. things like that um before we do season three um and of the podcast so yeah so we'll be back with a different dz that we're mm-hmm. gonna watch and gush about um and when we're ready to announce what that show is <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't even I know. No, I was just going to say, and and until until we do announce that, we're going to mm-hmm. have kind of some various stuff. It might just be a little more sporadic as mm-hmm. we take a little time to breathe. But, um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll have stuff for you guys for sure. Yeah. So um, we're looking forward to that. But all in all, um, thank you guys for sticking with us for Mm -hmm. the last 14 months or for some of you two and a half years who have been with us since the beginning um we have loved how much we've grown like and just Mm -hmm. gotten to meet and interact with so many like wonderful people because of Senchal Kapama like I'm still blown away at just where we were with the podcast last summer versus at the end of this summer and I mean that's all thanks to you guys so um I love that we can all bond from our different walks of life and places in the world and come together over DZs and um, like real friendships have been forged that are just like priceless to me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is all kinds of stuff like happening that I'm like this. I don't think we ever anticipated this when we started. We're like, let's start a podcast about the DZs we're watching and loving. Like, right. Yeah, so it's just kind of grown into its own thing, and we've been growing with it, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just really cool. So, you know, so we have a couple things planned and in store for you guys um, over the next uh, few weeks, and then yeah, we will we'll make an official announcement when um, we're ready to start season three and what yep. that DZ is, and hopefully you'll want to watch along with us and join <laughs> us for that ride too. So, um, other than that, you guys, uh, our merch store. Our social medias, um, we got all kinds of crazy info in our um, episode notes, as always, every week. Um, If you feel so inclined to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen on, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, It helps make the podcast more visible for people, too. I saw one. Someone sent me a screenshot of an episode they were listening to. I don't know what their 
podcast platform was because I didn't recognize the layout. But it was really cool because it was like Dizzy for Dizzy and then like what she was listening to. But then it was like subjects talked about in this series. You knock on my door. And then it had like a link to like – and I was like, oh, that's cool. So whatever platform that was kind of like was like, hey, these these girls talk about the Turkish drama Senchal Kapama. Like anyways, I just thought it was kind of cool. So That um, is cool. Yeah. So all that to be said, you guys, thank you. We love you. And we'll be back soon. But until then, go to shoes. Host to call. Thank you.